Now that we've introduced you to who we are and what the Point72 Academy is, I want to give you the opportunity to get caught up on some of the content you might have missed from last season. We'll be sharing a few select episodes from that season to give you an even more in-depth understanding of an investing career. To start, we spoke with Harry Schweffel, the co-chief investment officer of our long-short business, plus a portfolio manager and analyst pair at our firm. And I give a lesson on how understanding ripples in history can help you understand how we teach you to think. I hope you enjoy. The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. This is a job where you control your destiny. You can excel based on your grit and your perseverance and your insatiable desire to get better. Every time you look across your universe of companies where you're an expert, you have an opportunity to find an interesting thread to pull on. And the beauty of, of looking at more than one business at a time means that every day is different. It's the best of all worlds. That's Harry Schweffel, the co-chief investment officer of our hedge fund, Point72. He's a seasoned investor with decades of experience who works with investment professionals. But he started out as an analyst, and before that, he was an undergrad liberal arts major. Once he discovered this industry, his passion and work ethic took him far. And there's a lot to learn from his example. Hi, I'm Jamie Goodfriend, founder and director of Point72 Academy. Point72 Academy is a pretty unique place. Since 2015, We've taught over 100 students to do in-depth research and better understand the market, earning many of them the role of investment analysts at our hedge fund. Our belief is that great talent can be sourced from anywhere. We look for candidates with a diversity of perspectives because we want people who think differently. We value performance, not pedigree. And that's what this podcast is all about. If you've ever wondered what an investment analyst does and if it could be a good fit for you, then consider this your window into that world. I'm here to give you a sense of what the job is like and explain how Point72 Academy can help get you there. From finding out if you're well-suited to this industry, understanding the adventure you're about to embark on, getting the necessary training, and building the skills and expertise you need to make that final leap from student to professional. Your first job out of school is important. It can set the tone for the rest of your career. I've been where you are now. I understand what it's like. And I'm here to help. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and you're listening to Inside Point72 Academy, a guide to becoming a hedge fund analyst. Today on the show, we answer the question, why become an investment professional? We'll start by giving you a little bit of a primer about the industry. We'll define some terms and we'll look at what kinds of options and opportunities are available for someone just starting out. And you'll get a sense of what the job is like from our analysts and portfolio managers here at Point72 Academy. 
Remember, we're looking for people with diverse backgrounds. Some of our analysts come to us with finance experience, others don't. But what they all have in common is a passion for problem solving, creative thinking, and connecting the dots. So come join me on this journey. Remember Harry? He's the one you listen to at the top of the show. If there's one person who really understands this industry, it's him. Harry wasn't a finance major. He studied government. You know, the ways countries change, compete, and interact. But with the help of a mentor, he married his love of politics with finance. Today, Harry is our co-chief investment officer at Point72, and he works with hundreds of portfolio managers, otherwise known as PMs, and analysts around the world. And he's here to walk you through some of the basics when it comes to starting a career in investing, how Point72 is a bit different from other hedge funds, and what we can offer someone who's just starting out. Harry, it's nice to see you. Thanks so much for being here and joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. I'm excited to be here today. Maybe we could start by just talking about, you know, what is the job of investing? The job of investing is the most exciting way that you can spend your days. It's intensely challenging from the standpoint of how it taxes you to use your mind. But at the same time, it's incredibly entrepreneurial in terms of where you can go with your thoughts or opportunities and ideas. At the very base level, I think the job of investing is studying businesses where you look to understand single companies and ecosystems of companies and how they make money, how they make an impact on the world. And it's marrying those fundamentals and that deep understanding of them with how they can change and be impacted by everything around them. When you think about why I say investing is the most exciting way I could imagine spending my time is if you're curious and if you are interested in businesses, but you also want to maximize your ability to develop your skill with respect to process and investing. Every day in this job, you get to think like an investor from the outside looking in, what is this business and what could it be worth? And as an investor, understanding the the depths of the fundamentals of every business and what those are worth, that's all within your day. And the beauty of, of looking at more than one business at a time means that every day is different. I'd love to for you maybe just to talk a little bit about how the firm views talent and professional development. The very starting point of answering that question is Steve Cohen, the founder and the CEO and co-CIO and portfolio manager and owner of the firm. He's been focused on developing talent since he opened the firm. This firm has a long, rich history of giving investment professionals autonomy as he has been at the forefront of resourcing investment professionals so that they can do their job better. He's been at the center of thinking about new ways to create development and continuous education and learning environments here for everyone. I think that Steve has always believed that there's the biggest opportunity for the business to develop from within and to really view its talent as precious and creating every opportunity to learn and develop. I think he's always looked to give everybody a path to control their destiny and be entrepreneurs. There are so many people you can learn from with folks focused on equities globally or folks that are focused on the macro or more of a quantitative approach to investing. We've got it all inside these four walls. So I think that gets into the notion that there are many types of hedge funds. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how Point72's model compares to other hedge funds. When you look at the Point72 model, 
specifically on the equity side, we are a sectorized multi-manager business. So what does that mean? Multi-manager is that we have more than one portfolio manager. There are hedge funds that are single manager hedge funds where they're typically structured with one portfolio manager and then analysts bringing the work on ideas to one portfolio. We have multiple portfolio managers and the way we actually break the business down is by sector. Portfolio managers and analysts focused on specific sectors of the economy and sectors of the market. Harry, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, really appreciate having you here. It's been a great experience and an honor to talk to you today. I really enjoyed it. The series that you're doing is so great. I think it's going to make such an impact on so many people. And uh, I look forward to listening to all of them but mine. <laughs> thank you. Harry is the co-chief investment officer at Point72. He spoke with us from our offices in New York. Now let's take a moment to travel inside the classroom at Point72 Academy so you can get a feel for the kind of creative thinking that goes on here. One of the things I love the most about Point72 Academy is that you can really come from any background and still be absolutely great at putting the puzzle pieces together and connecting the dots. Part of this process is understanding that the market is a chaotic system influenced by specific events. And while it's nearly impossible to predict the future, we can try to better understand how these events can serve as catalysts for larger change. Let's take a deeper look at one of the greatest inventions in the history of humankind and how it created a ripple effect that no one predicted at the time. The year was 1448. A German goldsmith named Johann Gutenberg was strapped for cash. His business had been running at a deficit, and he needed more income to pay his debts. So he started a project. He fashioned letter blocks from the metals that he regularly worked with, like lead and tin, and used soot and linseed to make an ink that he thought would work well on handmade paper. Then he ran the paper through an adapted wine press, and he was able to reprint texts. Soon the movable type machine was born. I think you probably know the rest of this story. The printing press led to some very well-known scientific and religious revolutions. But we're actually not here to tell those stories. We're here to connect the dots that most people would overlook. Here's our first ripple. The printing press led to people in Europe reading for the first time. But many were squinting and struggling to make out those letters on the page. As it turns out, they were farsighted. They just hadn't noticed it before. Meanwhile, an accidental innovation hub was fueling the next big ripple. But to understand that, we need to go back to the collapse of an empire, the sacking of Constantinople in 1204. The collapse of Constantinople created shockwaves around the world. Let's follow one of them, which relates directly to our story, the migration of a community of Turkish glassmakers to Venice. The glassmakers settled in Venice and were an economic boon by creating a market for luxury glassware. But there was one very big catch. To blow glass, they needed furnaces burning at almost 1,000 degrees, which was pretty quickly recognized as a significant safety hazard in the city, as the majority of the buildings were made out of wood. So to protect the city and preserve the market created by the glassmakers, the authorities exiled them to the nearby island of Murano. 
which soon became known as the Isle of Glass. And it was there, on an island the size of a small town, that innovation was born. The island's small size meant that ideas traveled quickly, and collaboration, creativity, and information sharing spiked. So when Europeans realized they were farsighted and created a market demand for eyeglasses, the glassblowers of Murano met that challenge. Up until this point, glasses were a specialty item used by monks and scholars translating religious texts. But now the demand for them sparked an innovation in lenses. Over the next century, the boom in the spectacle market caused glasses makers across Europe to flourish. Spectacles became one of the first pieces of wearable technology. But the ripple doesn't stop there. It was 1590 when two spectacle makers, father and son, discovered that they could magnify objects by stacking two lenses together. And this ripple sparked a massive innovation, the invention of the microscope. The microscope led to the discovery of the cell and changed the way we view our bodies and the world. So let's recap. The printing press got the population reading, which led to an increase in the demand for glasses. The market demand for glasses led to an innovation in lenses. Experimentation with lenses led to the invention of the microscope, which introduced the idea of microscopic cells and led to a revolution in biological science. I mean, I bet no one would have linked the invention of printing technology to the discovery of the biological cell, but this is how a network system grows and changes. These kinds of stories are playing out in the markets every single day. Understanding those relationships, connecting those dots, is what we teach you every day at Point72 Academy. And this podcast is designed to give you insight into this industry, to help you discover if a career as an investment analyst is right for you, and to show you how Point72 Academy can help get you there. The fact is, you don't have to have a background in finance or business or any other differentiated skill set when you arrive. What you will need is curiosity, a strong work ethic, and a fascination for connecting those dots. Over the course of this series, you'll meet portfolio managers who will talk about what makes a successful analyst, the challenges and rewards of their work, and what they wish they knew when they started out. Speaking of which, I'd like to introduce you to a portfolio manager and an analyst to hear about getting started, lessons learned, and their insights about this industry. I think Batter has been an outstanding analyst. I'm Badr Al-Kurdi, and I'm an analyst working with Ryan, specifically focused on medical devices and medical technology. I'm Ryan Wilder. I'm a portfolio manager here at the firm covering healthcare. So when I was interviewing Batter out of our academy, I was pitching a pretty unique opportunity. I've been covering pharmaceutical stocks and biotech stocks for 15 years. You know, I was trying to think through ways to keep growing and needed a parallel related sector to grow. And a natural place to look was medical devices. So what I told Batter was, you're signing up with a team where I can teach you a process. I can teach you how to be an investor. I can teach you how I think about risk. But I don't really know these companies all that well. And so I'm not going to be able to teach you a whole lot about medical devices and the, the fundamentals of the sector. I'm looking for someone to learn it with me. You know, a big part of the academy was going through the same process of one new company a week. 
And going through the steps that Ryan just mentioned of starting from scratch and then trying to understand what the company does, what are the key debates on the drivers of growth, and then creating a model and formulating some sort of a pitch. I think it was important that Batter had been through the academy, especially for the role that he plays on the team, because I didn't have to worry about teaching the basics. He came in a lot more prepared than your typical first-year analyst with no investing experience. I think it was extremely important that Batter was as proactive as he was over the past year in getting in front of me and almost demanding my focus on some things he was working on. I think like the most excellent people I've worked with are very proactive people. They are seeking out investment opportunities or they are seeking out their portfolio manager's time to show them work they've done or to just bounce ideas off of. And the past year, I feel like that was more important than ever. And Batter does that really well. The advice I'd give to someone considering a career in the hedge fund industry, number one, you need to work really hard. I think trying to get into a job on the buy side from college, you kind of have to be you know, a little bit tenacious. You always have to have an appreciation about how many smart people are trying to do the same thing you're doing. I'd also just advise them, it's cliche, but I think it's true. When you're on your highs on this job, you're never as smart as you look. And when you're on your lows, you're never as dumb as you feel. Um, the truth is in the middle and to just stay level-headed because you know the job has really high highs and really low lows. I think that's what makes it so exciting, but staying level through all of that, I think leads to a longer career, leads to a more successful career. That was Ryan Wilder and Batter Alcurdy. They spoke to us from our office in New York. Today's show focused on answering the question, why become an analyst? And if you're still wondering if a job as an analyst would suit you, here are some takeaways from our guests. When you think about why I say investing is the most exciting way I could imagine spending my time is if you're curious and if you are interested in businesses, but you also want to maximize your ability to develop your skill with respect to process and investing. This is not a job where I think you can be passive or where the work comes to you. I think the most excellent people I've worked with are very proactive people. You kind of have to get it out of your head that you can always be right, but basically just being aware that when it comes to investing, a lot of times you, you can't know the answer. And so being okay with that. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Inside Point72 Academy, a guide to becoming a hedge fund analyst. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and experts on the ins and outs of this industry and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors. Thanks for joining us.